Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Gallant Few, the Rangers podcast, who are proudly sponsored by the insurance practice. The team at the insurance practice specialize in family protection and life insurance. And who better to look after you and your loved ones than fellow Rangers fans? Check out the website at www.theinsurancepractice.co.uk or contact the Gallant View for more information. Hello and welcome to the Tenny Bears, the latest series from the Gallant View podcast. On these shows, we'll be having a different guest on every week with the same set 10 questions to answer on their time following Rangers. My name's Carl McDuff, and I'll be quizzing the first guest on his uh, Rangers memories, the wonderful Mr Scott Hodge. How are you doing, Scott? Very good, aye. Excited for this. I know, uh, me too. I'm excited to hear what you've what you've got to say. Um Sorry, that sounded very aggressive. It's like to hear um, on your answers. <laughs> so before we get into the actual questions themselves, um, we've tried to mix them up a wee bit. Tried to do them a little bit different. What did you think about the actual questions? I think we all, you know, it's some of the questions they get asked a bit, bit repetitive and, you know, get a bit boring, but I think with these ones we've we've tried to mix up a wee bit of a bit of lightheartedness and a wee bit of wee bit of humour, and then touching a a few, a few you know obviously big, you know big points as well as as you'll see in the questions that we ask. So, I think it's a nice wee wee mix. Uh, try to spot them up so there's a wee laugh in between a few questions as well. Whether obviously without giving too much away was. Were the questions difficult to find an answer for? Or were you torn between a lot of them? There was, I and when we get to them, I'll maybe go into a bit more detail. But there's there's a few where you know 
there's a there's a number of options really, um, and it's really you know it's hard to it's hard to pick one moment or one player or one goal to to pick from. So as as a as difficult. Yeah, the the difficulty difficulty is that we've kept them fairly vague, you know, as we'll come to. So it's open to interpretation. Without further ado, Scott, kick us off with your your best or your favourite Rangers goal. Yeah, so it's, it's it's so hard and, you know, we talk a lot about how how do you judge a best goal? Is it the best team goal? Is it the best technical strike as a, a moment of genius? Obviously, you look at uh, Kamar Roof's just a, a few weeks or, you know, a month ago or whatever and it was... It was really, really special. I've actually went for Bert Contamin against uh, Celtic. It was a 2002 CIS Cup. Remember that CIS Cup? What was that? Was that an insurance company? CIS? I think so. No. I think so. <laughs> um, in the semi-final. It was just an un- unbelievable strike. I think it just been... I wasn't at the game. It was too... Well, I was quite young at the time and just remember watching it in the house and... Just such a nervy, a nervy game. I think other lads missed a penalty that game did, as uh, as well, um, and we were obviously ahead, and you know obviously this goal was an extra time. It was just a unbelievable strike. And I actually remember on the tannoy when Bert Contman was announced that he was starting. The Celtic fans were actually jeering, like laughing that he was going to be playing, and he really shut them up that night as well. It was absolutely. Absolutely terrific goal, just the, the technique of it and I remember going down to the park like the next day and just trying to replicate it, you know. <laughs> Didn't get anywhere near as good <laughs> as that, but um oh, it was just a an absolute special goal for me. I think yeah, I think that's a a goal that a lot of listeners won't uh, grudge you for uh, picking there. It was a terrific strike, but I think what you said there about the Celtic fans cheering when they seen better Cottenham on the team sheet. Um, the, a goal of this quality, there's players in that team that maybe you wouldn't expect it from, but you wouldn't be too surprised if they'd done Ronald De Boer, Michael Moles, Barry Ferguson, littered with talent for better Cottenham to step up and do it. It was just more a shock than anything, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I know, it's. I mean, you could have named... You know, Barry Ferguson was playing that night. Uh, other lads, if they'd have done it, he'd. Uh, I don't think it would have been as memorable. I I know that sounds daft because it was an amazing strike and it was an old firm and it was a semi final. But I just think because it was such an underwhelming player for us, and I think people had quite high expectations for him because he he played for Holland, obviously. You know, the fact he done it, it just brought him into <laughs> hero status. But despite not playing, being particularly the best player for Rangers, you know. Good, good one to start us off with. So, on to question number two. Where's the strangest place you've watched a Rangers game? Aye, so it's... You know yourself, there's, you know, you could be on holiday some points and, you know, that's that was going through my thinking, like, you know, the holidays and you're watching it in the most obscure sports pub in the world and... Um, one of, one of the ones was actually it was right before before lockdown and I was in I was in Leeds and I was watching I was watching it in this sports bar in Leeds and it was I think 
Liverpool and Watford were playing or something and uh, I'd phone like, try to find a place when that game was on and Leeds were playing that day as well I was like you know you're going to be showing the Rangers game and they were like oh yeah we've actually got a telly like in there so there was like loads of it was, it was such a bad I can't remember the name of it. there was loads of fans all about the place and it was just a one telly on the Rangers fans <laughs> and then ended up there was like a few people from Glasgow came and it was like this wee one telly had about <laughs> I think that's how coronavirus started <laughs> there was about 40 people and this wee sort of it was almost like a VIP booth which was attached to the bar. There was one telly um, watching it, so that was that was that was um, a close second for me. Like just <laughs> watching that game, it was obviously a, a shocker of a game. But the strangest place would have been the Scottish Cup semi final uh, when Murray was in charge and we could beat four 0 against Celtic. So the day before you were actually there, I was I was at a friend's wedding and. Um, Stayed over there and never got a ticket for the game and I was in this I can't remember where in Edinburgh I was watching it, but I was in this obscure pub in Edinburgh. Def definitely wasn't a Rangers pub anyway. Um, <laughs> and I was watching the game with a a Barnsley fan, a Tottenham fan, and a bit I think there must have been about forty or fifty I'm putting this in inverted commas, Hibs fans there. We obviously know where their allegiance yeah. sort of fall to. Um and they obviously is in the, the Scottish Cup, you know, uh, maybe the year before or, or whatever. And it was just the worst hangover and it was the <laughs> worst <laughs> the worst game I've ever seen in my life. It was uh, it was really obscure and uh, one I certainly don't want to, to relive to be fair. I was uh, any time I hear a, a question like that, it's always did the uh, like inverted commas, Hibs fans clock you were a Rangers fan. Because like I, I usually ask like did you cheer when they scored or anything, but I don't think the Rangers grew their own half that game, so I don't think there was any danger there. No, yeah. no, no. It was just my my head in my hands, and then going to the toilet and back waiting, and think that that definitely <laughs> <laughs> was part of the performance, just partly down to that, not the not the beers the night before. So let's go on to a, a happier memory. What's your what's your best or your favourite away trip following Rangers yeah so I've, to be honest you you know yourself uh, you know I've been I've, I've, I've only had my season ticket for about I think it's my third season or, or something um, so I, I didn't get to many games just due to work and, and things like that but got a ticket for the Murrayfield uh, game against Hearts and it was it was just such a great day. I, obviously you were there as well but I remember working to an obscure time the night before and obviously going through to Edinburgh early, early doors. I think I got like, a 7 o'clock train. knackered and then went to this bowling club beforehand and it was, it was tremendous. Like, it was, I don't know, where again it was I'm not too familiar with the, the settings in Edinburgh but it was just Rangers fans obviously took it over they booked it out and it was it was absolute wild tunes sing-alongs everything the game was obviously excellent as well uh, we got I think Linda scored two and Kenny Miller scored one and when when I answered this question I, I thought of the full day in total you know in total so not even not performance or anything but you know, the day after it, I, I obviously met you after the game and, and our pal Stuart and we went to uh, back to the bowling club and you know yourself, I was talking this place up as if it was like, I 
I'd be thar something, you know what I mean? The best. Let, let's spend a wee minute on that. <laughs> I was I was promised the the greatest pub ever. I was promised the night of my life from you. Just oh, there's you didn't even mention bowling club. There's this great boozer, really cheap and oh, it's bouncing. And what did we walk into, Scott? It was as if it was like you know. So that didn't dampen the spirits of the, of the evening. To be fair, we. Um, we we swiftly moved on from there. We we went to a few, a few bars and and uh, a club, uh, Three Sisters and things like that. And we, I, it was a bit of a blur after probably six or seven o'clock at night. And yeah, eventually rolling home for about three o'clock in the morning. So aye, it was a superb away trip and. I looking forward to a lot more. Uh, I've not got to an away European game, but hopefully. You know, when everything opens up and we're all back in, it'll be top of my priority list. Yep, uh, we'll maybe look for hotels in Gdansk. Uh, Aye, for could the be. Europa League final, just in case. Could be. So, Scott, what's the funniest thing you've ever seen at a Rangers game? <laughs> so, as I mentioned there, I've not had a, a season ticket for, for for too long compared to other Rangers fans, but uh, I sit in the East Enclosure and, um, you know, there's the, the old boy that sits sort of maybe about four or five seats, you know, near me. And uh, <laughs> there's this woman steward and I think it was like first or second week or something. And, you know yourself, like when you were growing up going to the Rangers games, there was, there was always swearing, there's always like blah, blah, yeah. blah and bigotry, you know what I mean? And, you know, your dad's sort of covering your ears and whatever so I think it's part and parcel if you're taking your your boy or your girl to a game expect a bit of foul language yeah. to say the least so this guy was sitting right next to the steward he was just swearing it was probably I don't even know it was probably a jarry giving the ball away for the 50th time in the game <laughs> or something and he's like oh you're fucking useless get off the park blah 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 and the steward came over to him and and said, "Can you please mind your language? This is a, this. That didn't, didn't please the big man too well. He was like, I've been coming to Highbrooks for fifty years, and I can't, sh- I can't square. It was everybody was pushing himself, and uh, it, was, it just didn't take to it well. And ever since then, the relationship with the stewards been a bit broken. To be fair, so I don't think she's asked him again. So uh, it was just that day, and he was, he was, he, he tuned up his words a bit after that but he just went back to swearing but just when uh, when he said I can't swear it was it was hilarious poor woman's made a rod for her own back girl <laughs> on the first day in the job aren't you so Scott talk to us through the next question I've asked you to name a player who you didn't rate but everybody else loved yeah so I've I've been turned around to this one there was a, there was a few players um, that came to my mind with us I think in terms of the player I didn't rate was Morelos, which I know is a bit of a pin drop moment, but when I, even when we started scoring goals, I wasn't actually entirely convinced. So I go back to when I, when I really started, I think last season it was a completely different ball game. That was when I changed my mind. He was absolutely on fire. I know he's young, but you know, for him to have a season like that, well, the first six months of a season, it's going to be very hard to talk. But before that, I I just didn't understand him, and I didn't understand why people rated him. Um, I thought he was lazy. I didn't think he chased a lot of the time. He was, 
I don't know, I just see his touch wasn't particularly good. And I still don't think it's he's got the best touch in the world, but I just didn't see it. And to be honest, I'm looking back at the time where we had Jason Cummins on the pitch and Kenny, it was Kenny Miller maybe as well. Kenny Miller I would have been there. Yeah, um, I just didn't, I didn't get him. Um, I didn't see it. I know I knew he was young, but I just, I, I, it's the biggest. If I could t- change that question to the biggest surprise that I've seen, he would definitely fall into that category because I just thought. I don't know if it was maybe something to do with the price tag. He's like a one million pound. He's came from the Finnish league, and you know what I mean. It's just a bit obscure, but I just wasn't convinced of him. When he, even when he started scoring goals, I remember we were playing FIFA or something, and uh, <laughs> we were talking through like uh, who would start against whoever it was, you know, Dun Dundee or something. I just don't see what Manelos gives, and I remember you giving me it stinking. I was like, mm, we'll see, we'll see in six months or something. And to be fair, I'll, I'll eat my words now. He, he was, you know, you did really annoy me. So those of you who don't know me, and Scott shared a flat for about eight years now, yeah. and uh, we were both sitting in the living room. And I, I do remember another occasion where there was a game he actually scored, but he missed a chance afterwards. And you were still like, see, you should attain that chance. And he's, he's put his 1 0 up, and you're like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not having it. I think mean, you, you dug your heels in for a long time with Alfie. I think we're very hard to say that we're wrong, isn't it? So you will do everything until you're, until it's right. But I'll hold my hands up and say I got that one very, very wrong. Um, as I say, he's, he's indispensable to the club just now. And. Um, you know, he's 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 gonna go for a lot of money, I think. Yeah. So you were late to the party, but yeah. better late than never. Absolutely. So this next question I'm gonna ask you to to present the Sasa Patch Award to a player. So this award is for a player who you feel has been who was underrated at the time or doesn't quite get the recognition they deserve. It's named after probably the biggest unsung hero in modern Rangers history, Sasa Papach. As he's rolled the award named after him, you can't gift it to Papach himself. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, it was a tough one because I think, you know, it's it's, it's quite difficult to, to really, you know, pick. I think because Rangers fans have got so many opinions, you'll get if somebody is, you know, playing quite well, you'll get praise for it, you know. You look at, um, you know, in the modern day, players like Glenn Kamara, it's not until recent he's really been. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part, for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Been labeled as, you know, a really big player on the, on the scene. So I've actually went back and I've went for uh, more Ross. So... At, by by no stretch of the imagination is is he going to go into the Rangers Hall of Fame, for example. But I felt as though, you know, I was obviously growing up and when watching Moros, and obviously we love seeing boys come through, you know, the youth system as well. Um, I think he done. I, th- I thought every time he played, he was dependable, reliable, and it was it was a time when fullbacks didn't need to be attacking, and I thought he was. You know, you look back to the the Scottish Cup final, uh, the Lovencrantz final. He he started that game and he, he didn't really put a, a foot wrong in that game. You know, that's that that's what I think back when I see Mo Ross. He was always like the dependable backup, and I think it goes back to that. Like, even look at our you know team just now. Like, you know, a fullback is probably our weakest backup spot just now. But you look at Mo Ross. I always felt that when he was playing, he would. He would do. He would do his job. He wouldn't spark the game up necessarily, but he put in a solid performance and he'll run run through a brick brick wall for you. Yep, he would do enough to get by and uh, and do the right thing with the players around him. I think where Mo Ross probably falls down is people relate him to the maybe like two thousand four season. You know, they they forget that he played in the Love and Trans Cup final or the terrible winning season. They don't think about Moros as being uh, part of that team, but he was that backup in the terrible winning season. But as soon as somebody mentions Morris Ross, you automatically think the team with Capucho, Austin Stad, yeah. and you relate him to that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, as I said, I don't think it would be MD's first choice in terms of right back in, you know, in the last 20, 30 years or something. Not, not by far, but I think he got a bit of hard time and. You know, he had a role um, to play and he always done it well. So, another another big, uh, vague question here. What's your biggest Rangers regret? <clears throat> so, my biggest Rangers regret, again, this is quite a vague question, so there's, there's many. Um, obviously, you look back at the UEFA Cup final, you look at... You know other other moments like even recent history, the League Cup final last year, and Alfie scoring that penalty. How different it may have been, or if, probably VAR was in Scottish football. But um, my personal biggest regret was was Michael Moles um, getting injured. I know that's it's hard to call that a regret because you can't really avoid an injury. Uh, but I just again it was you know that era. You know, when we're saying about quantum and like, I just started, you know, watching Rangers. I'd been to my first game and he was like a hero to me. How he used to do the, the most turn and everything. It was just absolutely superb. I honestly think he'd have went on. Maybe I'm being just because I'm the naive young boy. I just thought he was the best striker in the world. And, you know, he was, he was going to light up everything. And obviously, it's well documented. He'd never get back to his best after the injury from all I can. But... I I just I would have loved to have seen him keep his fitness and and go on. I really think he would have been. I think he is. I mean, what what do you think yourself? Do you think he's one of the best Rangers strikers or like in the top five? I, on his day, I don't think you can argue that he was he was terrific in 
he has to be, you know, up there. So, kind of tooting from the year 2000 onwards, I, I'm, I always put Michael Moles as one of his top strikers that we've had. I put him inside, in the same bracket as, like, Dado Pursho, um, you know, Yelovich and stuff, because, like, Morelos will be in there like when he, when he goes as well. So that kind of post-2000. And that's probably, that's probably where I agree with you. Yeah, he, he was still a terrific striker for Rangers, but he was nowhere near what he, not even could have been what he should have been if he didn't get that injury. It's, I know. It's, um, he was an absolute fire and it was, he just knew he was going to score. And I just, if, if, if he'd have stayed fit and, you know, you look at the, the next few seasons, I mean, Obviously there was there was spells where it was quite difficult, but he either took his turn on a level, um, and we wouldn't have seen some of the the shambles signings, shall we say, of you know S- Stevie Thompson and oh, I, maybe I'm giving them a bit of a hard time. Eagle Austin Stad and things no, no, like that. But, yeah, we might not have seen that, but I, I don't think we'd have kept him for as long as we did if we'd have kept doing it. I know you, you you see him in his social media nowadays, and he's he's always tweeting things Rangers, and it's clear that he had the time of his life. But um, I, I really think it he'd have went to a top top club. Yeah. But it's testament to Moles himself that he was able to still play at that level and do and have such an impact in a in a very decent team, even after that injury when he was never going to be anywhere near his peak. But that's he was still a very important Rangers Absolutely. player. Yeah, yeah. On a more positive note, what's um what's your favourite Rangers song, Scott? Yeah, so like another tough one. Um a few a few contenders. I mean you just remember like going back to Ibrox as a as a wee boy and simply the best you know, you know, coming out of the tannoy and everything, which is um it puts a real, you know, smile in your in, in you. But uh, I really Wolverhampton Town's my my personal favourite. I think it's just a a terrific song, and it's, it's like I go to the Loudon before and after games usually, and just hearing that come out through the through the uh, speakers and everything. It's just just a fantastic song. So yeah, that would be be my pick. Wolverhampton Town's up there for me as well. I, I it's probably one of two of my favourite. Um, it's such a it's weird it's, if you think about Rangers being this traditional club traditionally successful club and it's like an institution it, it feels like a traditional song doesn't it if that makes sense aye, aye. You, it's very hard obviously you look at the, the recent future but like, every Saturday we follow and things like that and got the battle fever on but I just think that's something different and we'll never create song, songs like that yeah. again you know like they, they songs are special but this is just an all level. It just you know you, you grow up with you know that song and it's it's very hard to replicate it basically. Last year I was desperate to get Wolves in the Europa League just for that song, <laughs> just for that song. Um, as a, a a very very good choice there. On to the the penultimate question: If you could relive one Rangers moment, match, or memory in your lifetime. What would it be? So the 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 game I'm picking is the Ryan Jack one 0 game um, at Ibrox. I think it was the the first first time we'd met Celtic for a long, long time. Um, Steam Gerrard's second old firm, 
Uh, it was it was it was actually my first old firm game. Um, as I, as I said, I've not had my season ticket for for too long, so it was it was just a special day getting on the beers and um, wine uh, <laughs> a bit <laughs> a bit uh, a bit on. Um, I think it was about seven or eight o'clock in the morning going to the game and uh, yeah, I, I, it was that. I think I just I didn't think we'd win that day and just I just remember that second half being the longest half um ever. Um and then when we won it was just absolute celebrations. You know, you look at the day after it and just out the full night as well and uh, I think it was just after Christmas wasn't it? It was uh, I think I took the Monday off work as well. I was because it was a Sunday game wasn't it and just absolutely it was special um just everything is it's the perfect old old firm like the first old firm for me and i i just i'd love to go back and relive that day i remember that that was the first old firm at ibrox after we've stopped giving celtic the full of the broom one mm-hmm. so they were just in the usual corner and you know like it won't get too much into it but I, i'm a massive fan of that i think the more Rangers fans you can have on your own stadium, the better. And Ibrox was electric yeah. when that goal went in, and after it, it's it, it was it, it was as you say so special that game. Um, it's you know I know in the grand stream of it we look back and it didn't have too much of an impact on how the the league finished that year, but it was that first like that first step to getting closer to Celtic, and after so long no no get being anywhere near them it was special it was a ma- brilliant day aye especially Lustig uh, going off at half time because Ken tore him <laughs> a new I think that was a game that Ryan Kent really really introduced himself and got the backing uh, from from the Rangers fan to see what a talent he was because he was he was he was absolutely terrific that day yeah big game player yeah so the last question and arguably the the most difficult so if you can go for a pint or a night out with one Rangers manager and one Rangers player alive or or passed on, who would you take and why? So that's one really hard for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you all my options first. So okay. I've got, I need to have Alan McCoyst in there because I think it's just brilliant. Like every you know interview or whatever you see with him and he's obviously on BT Sky Sports Talks but I just love all, listening to him and all his stories and there'll be so much to ask so much to ask um, about you know his playing spell being assistant manager manager it's just so much to ask him so I've got to get him in there and I've got the benefit that I can he's, he's obviously a player who was a player and a manager for the club so he'll definitely make a spot I think the obvious one Walter Smith as well just an absolute legend of the club gentleman I'd love to you know talk to him about that Graeme Soonis was another big one I think he's a, a terrific pundit um, obviously you know the the stories he'll have as well like being a player manager obviously we've seen a lot of stuff on the telly but I'd just love to get in and like shining Mo Johnson and all that how did he actually feel you know just away from the do you know that way you feel as though some people won't open up because you know they don't want to create a headline for themselves I, I was really tempted to put put him in um, 
but I'm I, I'm going to go for Gaza um, as well. I just love to hear. I just I loved I loved Gaza like. I, I, he's a bit before my time, you know, I'd have been young, but see when you look back at him and recently watched um Club on YouTube, it's like the Gaza years and watched the, the one on Netflix, he's just a, what a footballer he was and, you know, you, you could go off topic and talk about England and everything, he was just an absolute superstar, so I'd, I'd love to, um, I'd love to sit with him. So Alan McCoy's and Gaza are your two and I think that's a, uh... You've also got the benefit of them both being a double act, so yeah. it would just be be good. Uh, maybe maybe pick Gaza when he was uh, in the nineties or something. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so uh-huh. you wouldn't want to. Um, obviously, the, the recovery's hopefully going well for him, but uh, maybe he can have a a wee softy and you know I can have the pints going. I was about to say this question will be, you know, people will answer it like. Uh, based on what they would want to get out of it, if it's just they want to sit in, like, a door someday or, like, just chat to somebody, like, man-to-man or whatever, um, with us, you would have the double act and it was... Uh, that would be a, a funny night with the, the, the pair of them. Just yeah. even... If you didn't even talk about Rangers, they're so quick... Um, quick-witted. Uh, yeah, it's... You know, it's because you could combine them, like, the two stories as well, like, you know... Was it two two and a bit seasons they played together? Like they they have so many stories and asking about like England v Scotland, you know, ninety six. It'd just be fantastic. On a slight side note, just um, a wee additional question: Where would you take them for a pint? I don't know. Um, In Glasgow or elsewhere, would you? Would it just be a, a kind of typical Rangers pub or your local? Or I think I think just a wee local would be good. I uh, just a wee old man's. Old man's pub, bar, bar or something like mm-hmm. that, and and the Glen that'll, that'll do me. Well, that's the uh, that's the questions over and done with, Scott. Uh, thanks very much for for coming on and answering them. That was that was a delight to listen to. No, no, thank you, and uh, look forward to it. And as I say, if anybody wants to to get involved, we'd we'd love to hear from you and, and hear your best best moments. Absolutely, please do get in touch uh, if you want to come on. It's probably be the same tip. 10 questions every week and everybody's got their own memories and you know memorable moments for Rangers and their own opinions so if you something you want to come on and talk through get in touch with us over Twitter Facebook YouTube or Instagram and all that's left to do is thank you everybody for listening take care Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 